revitalizing to not have to watch Oscar movies. I think yes, it has. That. Not that we didn't enjoy a lot of the movies. Most of them I did enjoy, but it's the fact that you have to take it in and rank it against other movies, rank it against other performances, mm-hmm. really dive in and be intense about it. Uh, and we did not have to do that because we're now past the Oscars. Um, yeah. So I watched a movie that I. I'm kind of shocked that I hadn't checked out because it stars Rachel Sennett, who, if you've been listening for over a year, you know that I really enjoyed her and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie's called Shiva Baby, which is on HBO Max. Um, hmm. Really short movie. It's about an hour, 20 minutes, which is like, I, I literally looked up the runtime. I'm like, perfect. Stars Rachel Sennett, uh, directed by Emma Seligman, who has a new movie coming out this year called Bottoms, which I'm also very, very intrigued about because this movie kind of blew my mind in a lot of ways. So Rachel stars as the protagonist and she's basically a 21, 22 year old just trying to stay alive essentially, which is, I think we've all been there just trying to be like, what the hell do I do with life? And hold um, it together. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And when we meet her, she's kind of working as a sex worker, but only, but mostly in like the really contemporary sense of like, there's an app She's just meeting up with dudes and hooking up with them for money, which I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's whatever. Who cares? That's fine. The movie finds her uh, going to a shiva, which I am not Jewish, but from the movie, I gathered that a shiva is essentially what happens after a funeral where you go and you meet with your friends and the family and kind of celebrate life and talk and converse and be with each other. That's what I gathered. The movie is basically at the shiva, and it's her trying to navigate this gathering of people while listening in on their conversations about her. It is like the Mm. most anxiety-inducing movie I've ever seen in my life, (laughs) honestly, in a really good way, because these Mm -hmm. conversations are told while the camera is pointed at her. One shot. She's in the she's in focus. The people in the foreground are talking. We don't really see them. We see them on the periphery. And it's just mm-hmm. her reaction to what is going on. And it is so incredible the way that this is shot and Weird. constructed. Because all that you don't see the other people even talking really. You just see her eyes darting back and forth and wanting to jump in, but not feeling like she can jump in. And it was one of the realist movies about anxiety and <laughs> mental health that I've ever seen just from simple a simple storytelling technique like that. It does I mean, does it become other things or is it like it's like I I don't want to say one big shot because I, I doubt it's that, but like No, it's not one big shot, but it, it it's more of a I don't even know how to describe it. It's more of just like a like episodic, like a snapshot in time of this person in her life and mm. trying to like qualify yourself to your family and friends and make excuse, not even make excuses, but explain yourself and not being able to. And I'm like, I've been in those situations where you're like, you can't tell people everything or you don't want to. And it's nobody's business and everyone seems happy and full of life. And you're just sitting there like, get me out of here. It is, Hmm. I'm not doing the best job of describing it because it's so strange. Sure. But it, like did something to me when I was watching. I was like, Oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. Um, nice. But again, it's another movie where I think you're going to love or you're going to hate. Like this is either a one star movie or a five star movie. And I don't think there's an in between. So, um, really good though. Emma Seligman. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her new movie this year (laughs) because my God. (laughs) Um, so yeah, 
Good stuff. Shiva baby. <laughs> All right. All right. And that you said was on HBO? HBO Max. Yeah. Right. Short nice, movie too. Nice. Like. Oh. <laughs> right up my alley. Nice 90 minute knockout. Exactly. Knockout. <laughs> exactly. And it's good. Good performances. Good story. Just it's good. Nice. I will. I, I want to like make a connection to that, but uh, I will connect with. Um, but I can't. But I will connect <laughs> with what you were saying at the top of like it's really nice to not have to watch like yes really high quality movies. I guess is the word sure. Um, just because after because so many at once. So I yeah. took a very left turn and have been watching just kind of bad movies um <laughs> which is actually really satisfying and really fun um yes. and the one I'll, I'll start with is i watched uh the remake of the day the earth stood still with um, keanu the one with keanu reeves uh from 2008 yeah <laughs> what a weird movie <laughs> this is man like so it's Keanu Reeves and Jennifer Connelly and it's like a disaster movie. It's basically like he's an alien that comes to earth and it's literally every trope you've heard before of like mm -hmm. humanity's not worth saving unless it is worth saving. Like yeah, every like trope you've ever cliche. heard. Um, and it's just like the script is sloppy. Mm. The editing is crazy. I'll remind me to talk about editing in another video. I'm okay. going to talk about, but, uh, and just like, it was so gloriously bad. I remember wanting to see this movie back when it came out. Right. And because it was, I mean, 2008, it's like one of the first things Keanu did post like the full Matrix trilogy. Yeah. So you're like, ooh. And it was kind of like, ooh, all right, this is like Neo-esque. Like he looks almost exactly like Neo. He does. There's an interrogation scene that looks like it's almost exactly out of the Matrix. Um, right, right. <laughs> And I don't know. It was, I mean, it's bad. Like two stars tops, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Jaden Smith is in it. Plays he he's like, like four or 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, he plays like just a little kid. Um, and John Hamm is in it pre any kind of, it's a weird, Hamm. like when this came out, it must've been a big project. Cause it's got a lot of talent attached to it. Well, it's you know, Scott it's, Derrickson directed it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's Scott Derrickson and then it's, you know, Keanu and Jennifer Connelly, Jaden Smith, John Hamm, Kathy Bates, John Cleese, Kyle Chandler, like James Kyle Hong, like a lot of, a lot of names in it yeah. um, that are just all completely wasted. Um, <laughs> I'm like a ridiculous, I don't know. It's like, I guess trying to adapt the original to like a more like a post nine 11 world. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like, okay. Is it um basically word for word like a retelling of the original? Because I've only seen the, I've never seen this before. I've only seen the original. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I could, I don't know that I've seen the original mm. recently enough to compare directly, but it is gotcha. like a lot of the same. Like there's, yeah, it's exactly what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Bad sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Keanu. like, like the graphics are fine. It's like there are parts of it that I'm like, yeah, this is like a very well executed, super basic CG. Yeah. You know, Ooh. it's like one of the one of the monsters turns into like a dust cloud, which I'm like, yeah, you couldn't CG generate a dust cloud super easy. Like, right. Like it's a little know. impressive. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2008. 
2008. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, not worth watching. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Definitely. I, this was my letterbox, but like definitely the same kind of storyline as arrival. Oh yeah. Of Like yeah. aliens come to earth. What do they want? What are they doing here? Like what's their agenda? Like, yeah. d- d- like all this kind of stuff. And it just doesn't have it. It's just so like surface level across the board. We have now talked about the day the earth stood still more than any other person, way more than it deserves. Um, <laughs> Holy so what crap. else have you got, Josh? Not that. Let's see. <laughs> um, Can you make any link to Keanu Reeves's The Day the Earth Stood Still? <sighs> streaming no, on HBO, by the way. Streaming on HBO. Okay. No, I can't even, I can't even use that. But what I will say <laughs> is going all the way back to the beginning again with the Oscar stuff that we said, I have been just searching for horror films that one, I'd never seen before, and two, are more hearkening back to why I love horror, which is the ingenuity of it all. And I think mm. recently we've gotten into this lane of overly polished studio products because horror always prints money. And then we've had yep. the Scream movies, the Halloween movies, the Hellraiser movie, the Black Phone, like so many movies that I'm like, it just doesn't have it. And so I mm-hmm. recently watched um, this movie called Honeymoon, directed by Lee mm-hmm. Janiak, who actually, if you've seen the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix, she directed those those three movies, some of which I enjoy, I have mm-hmm. issues with. This movie looks like it was made for maybe a million bucks, probably less than that. Stars two people in the whole thing. Uh, it is literally about uh, a husband and wife going on a honeymoon trip. A lot like Significant Other, except for the roles are reversed mm-hmm. in this one. Okay. Man wakes up at night, wife is not there. Goes out, finds her naked in the woods. She doesn't remember. She doesn't, quote unquote, remember what's going on. The movie then turns into basically a mystery thriller trying to figure out what happened to her and what's going on. And you're learning about her through his, like, why are you acting like that? Like, we don't know these mm. people, so it's hard to gather what's weird about her her actions. Mm-hmm. And it is a really, like, another 90-minute, really tight, really interesting, and just exactly what I wanted out of this type of movie. Doesn't make you think too much mm-hmm. when it when the crazy stuff starts happening. It is really crazy, really amazing <laughs> practical effects. It it gets that like oh WTF like moment out of you that I want mm-hmm. out of horror films where you're like, oh my God. And it's just easy. You don't have to think about it afterwards. Nice. Kind of sci-fi, definitely horror. Um and honestly I'm just realizing this now, all the movies that I've, I'm going to talk about, they're all directed by women, but the you get a much stronger emotional response out of these hmm. films when they're directed by women because there's, there's this nuance that you get out of the characters, especially the female sure. characters, that is something I've never seen before. Like the lead in this, oh my God, the stuff she was doing towards the end, I'm like, wow. That's really, this movie does not deserve this kind of acting. Like, it, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> but I thought it was really, really unique and pretty good. So I would I would recommend Honeymoon. I think that I watched it on Shudder. Nice. And it's just cool. Cool, easy watch. So, yeah. Nice. What about you? What else What else you been checking out? All right. So the editing thing I alluded to earlier. Yes. Um, I watched a movie from 2001. So I'm going back even further here. Uh, called Behind Enemy Lines. Oh yeah. Um, which I have never seen this movie, which like, I, I, I feel like behind enemy lines is well known enough that like I would have expected that I'd seen it back yeah. in the day or at least at some point, uh, but definitely never seen it. 
Owen Wilson. I've never seen this. So, yeah, it's Owen Wilson in like an action movie. Yeah, that doesn't happen. It's really, really. He's not bad. Okay. He's like actually like kind of like his humor in like an action thing plays a little. I don't want to really draw this comparison, but a little like John McClane, like sassy kind of thing. Mm, um, but like up yeah. a little bit because it's Owen Wilson. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there's definitely like an alternative, like, or an alternate universe where Owen Wilson just became an action star and is going to be in Expendables 4, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so behind enemy lines, this movie I like started watching it. And I had to look at the date because I was like, this movie wants to be Top Gun so bad. I was looking at the trailer. I'm like, this yeah. looks like Top Gun. He's a Navy. And I'm like, did this come? Is this like in response to Top Gun or something like that? And I was like, wait, no, Top Gun was 86. This was 2001. That's like, right. You can't really call it a, a counterpart. But like the, the director here, John Moore, who hasn't really done much else. Um, yeah. Definitely wanted to make a Top Gun gun michael bay fan film good lord like the editing in this is so fucking insane them taking off like so they're aviators on a um aircraft carrier they get shot down um and owen wilson ends up behind enemy lines oh and is like running through the woods trying to get to an extraction point while like an undescript army i think it's the belarusian army because it was 2001 oh sure Um, is like pre 9-11, you know? Right. And like the, <laughs> he's just running through, like trying to get to the extraction point. So whatever. Um, but like the scene when they're first taking off, there's like a shot for literally every button that they could possibly flip in this aircraft, <laughs> like to take it An off. And it's close like, up, like, and then like literally like extreme close up on like the deck hand, like turning this knob so that the, like the props align <laughs> or the, uh, flaps aligning, and like all this stuff is just like so 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 extra and it's oh, like God. very michael bay in its sense but like right not done as well because say what you will right. about michael bay's style it's like he does it very well he does he does the, and it, this is just like not it's like nonsense oh my god yeah and then it just like continues on being just kind of a generic action movie yeah. All the same beats, which is why there's like behind enemy lines two, three, I think four. And I think there was a TV series because it's like an easily replicable yeah. film. And like, I don't know. It's also got Gene Hackman who plays like the Admiral. I saw that he was on that. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> which like he's Hackman. just doing his Gene Hackman thing. I don't know. It was really yeah. weird. Um, It was fun. Again, it's like a 90 minute action movie from 2001. Like, yeah. That you, you know. don't have, to, if we weren't doing this podcast, you would have never thought about it again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, and I'm just going through uh, John Moore's filmography. Um, yeah. Classics such as The Omen remake and Max mm-hmm. Payne and the worst Die Hard movie that has ever A been A good made. day to die hard. So, yeah. Uh, and he has not worked since 2016, so. Yeah. Um, w- maybe I'll check out Behind Enemy Lines. Where did you watch it? It's on Paramount. Oh, which I think that's why I watched it because I was like on Paramount plus. Right. And like it fed it to me. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is a really weird thing to be like, hey, I know you only watch Star Trek on this, but right. have you thought about behind enemy lines? And I'm like, <laughs> like I, okay. okay, thinking about it now. 
That's awesome. Okay, well, maybe I'll watch. I do love Gene Hackman. I mean, God, I was watching the. I'm not. I mean, gonna he's talk super generic this, in this. Like, oh, is he? Ah, oh, yeah, generic like, Hackman. Yeah, like literally, you can cookie cutter this whole movie. Um, ah, brutal. Related films. Here we go. Behind Enemy Lines Two. Behind Enemy Lines Columbia. Behind Enemy Lines Seal Team Six. And then Behind the Line. That's a lot. That's more than most movies get for sequels. Yeah. It's it's got what? Starship Trooper vibes. Oh my god! You know what I mean. Although, Just, like, yeah, this Starship is not Troopers as good as Starship great. Troopers. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, that's behind awesome. enemy lines. I it was fun. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's the only really? thing I'll throw. You know, who cares? I guess it, similar to that, I will. I'm going to talk about one more film here. Um, another horror film, another relatively low budget. Although I'm guessing, I can't imagine this was made for more than a million dollars. Um, it's a movie called Censor, which I had actually heard about probably over a year ago, and have been looking forward to checking it out. Um, because the tagline is a woman working as a movie censorer. So like she basically has to go. It's in takes place in the UK, and she, her job is to just watch movies and see if they can go on to TV or not or go mm. into theaters or not. And it's strictly horror films. So I'm like, oh, a mm -hmm. woman watching horror films that are too extreme to actually yeah. go into theaters. I'm like, I'm interested in this. Um, directed I'm by interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Prano Bailey Bond, uh, who is a Welsh filmmaker and screenwriter. Um, and it's basically a trauma story because it, it follows this woman who ends up seeing a film that starts to seem like it has connection to her her little sister's disappearance when they were kids and mm. through the film you kind of get more of a sense that maybe she knows more than she's saying but maybe it's repressed memory maybe it's guilt or something like it's definitely trauma mm. and as she moves through the film it becomes kind of like this fantastical almost phantasmagoric like she's entering the movie that she's trying to discuss and you kind of get the sense that this is a mental health issue and the second half of the film is wacky it is wild it is hmm. weird it is strange it's almost like giallo the way that she uses color like intense intense color in a gorgeous yeah. way i mean it's shot beautifully and another movie that is just simple well simple you know sort of um, <laughs> yeah low budget you don't have to think about it too hard and it's something i've never seen before like all of these yeah big budget uh, blockbuster style horror films, they're very cookie cutter. I've never seen anything like this movie. The ending is so weird, so wacky, um, very disturbing, and just, I I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by these because I go in not expecting anything and then they turn out to yeah. be something really wild and amazing. And another fantastic performance by the leads in this, she just, there's so much more going on there behind the yeah. eyes than she doesn't convey vocally. And it's just, it's just, absolutely i don't want to say amazing but it is pretty pretty um incredible it's so interesting that so many actresses i feel like are really making names for themselves in the horror like genre these days yeah you know i think of like mia goth and like um jenna ortega jenna ortega yeah like it's like the genre is something i think traditionally that was like oh yeah get any actress yeah. to like any actress can scream right you know right so it's interesting that there's like actual talent being not only like fostered but found and yeah yeah well and it's funny because these are the movies that are like we can't really pay you but it's if you like the script will you want to yeah. help 
And it's like, those are the people who are willing to put everything into these movies, even if nobody gets to see it. Um, and horror, I, it is hard to act scared and be believable. Yep. Like It is like, watching me a goth act is something special. So, yeah, um, yeah check out Sensor. You got to rent it on Prime, but whatever. It's four bucks. Worth it. Um, so, yeah. What did I just see that Mia Goth has been cast in now? Oh, uh, uh, um, she was cast in... I feel like I just saw... I might be also making this up. Um, I I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. Was it Frankenstein? About. Del Toro's Frankenstein. That's what yes, it was. Yes, yes. With uh, Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac. Let's freaking go. <laughs> she, uh, wow. yeah, we'll have to talk about horror being introduced to the Oscars because I'm like, you, yeah. we're missing out on Something's- everything. <laughs> VFX, I'm cinematography, like, is, is Guillermo acting. del Toro moving to Frankenstein now to like do for horror what he's done for animation? For animation? Weird. I guess he's been more in that lane previously. Yeah, but I mean, think about his his best pick win, Shape of Water. It's like a fantasy. True. Like he he does the weird shit and it yeah. works. <laughs> well, I think like Pan's Labyrinth too. You know, um, 100%. but yeah, we're getting. <laughs> we're getting into like a we normal are, episode zone here. Uh, I want to touch on one other thing that I watched, um, yeah. which is Black Hat. Man. Um, which is Michael Mann's 2015 hacker movie. I've never uh, seen this. It's Hemsworth, with, um, right? Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I watched this because I was like, all right, like we're going to be talking about Ferrari later in the year. And I'm like, Fuck I yeah, got to be are. up to date on Michael Mann's like, filmography here so it's for research yeah so it was for research also i mean who doesn't love a michael mann movie it's true this movie i am having a continue so i watched this like on i want to say like friday maybe mm-hmm. i am having a continual back and forth about where i land on this movie because there are parts of it that are really not good ah uh, okay <laughs> but there are parts of it that are like pretty f- like it's Michael Mann's talent is all there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very clearly a Michael Mann movie. Sure. And it's very cl- Like no one sets like a mood like him. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's very yeah. much a Michael Mann mood through the whole thing. Oh. And Crimson, like, I, I think the issue that I'm having with it is like the direction almost, mm. which is like a weird thing to say because it's like technically really interesting. There's a lot of cool cinematography stuff going on. There's a lot of, like, it's well edited. It's just like, so two of the leads, so there's Chris Hemsworth, Viola Davis, and uh, Tang Hui and Liam Wang, who are both Chinese actors. And they're like, they're like arguably the main leads. Oh. And it, it's really bizarre because the dialogue is so bad. That is weird for a Michael Mann movie. For a Michael Mann movie. It's just like, and I can't place what it is like i don't know if it was like him and you know this is going to sound accusatory but i don't mean it to be but like him trying to write for like a chinese character oh interesting you know or something like that and then it yeah. just like not connecting or if it's i don't know it's such a weird thing it's just some of the dialogue is just like so bad and chris hemsworth is 100% the wrong casting in this really like he's really good like he is good but it's like yeah I mean, it's fucking like Thor and he's supposed to be this like master hacker who's like, you know, running around the world trying to like trace down this black hat hacker. And it's right. You're just like, okay, Thor, like, why don't you go like 
beat him to death. You yeah. know, where's Mjolnir? Yeah, yeah, and it's and like it's things like that. There was a lot of like you got to just suspend your disbelief in this movie because sure. it's like this isn't really a spoiler, but Chris Hemsworth is like a hacker who was in prison that they get out of prison to help him find this guy. Okay, and then like all of a sudden he's like running down the streets of Hong Kong with the CIA in like, you know, a bulletproof vest with a, with a gun. And I'm like, why would this prisoner that you freed yeah. be like on the front lines chasing these guys down? And so I'm just like, I don't know. You got to suspend a lot of disbelief. Yeah. yeah. So I keep having a hard time because I'm like, I liked it and I was into it, but I keep being like, but it wasn't, like it was, it was well made, but it wasn't entertaining or satisfying or like there were technical marvels, but also real big technical problems. And I'm just like, I can't land on what I actually think about this movie. Right. And most Michael Mann movies, at least for me, it's very clear if I like it or not. Um, yeah. and I will say he didn't write this movie. No. So that, could be a bit maybe he just didn't know what the hell to do with this thing <laughs> that's very possible because he's you know written last mohicans and heed and yeah know, ali and all of these the classics that he has that's interesting so, and this written so written by morgan davis fuel which yeah. it seems that this is the only person they've the only person the only thing they've written which is a little odd yeah so maybe that's what i'm feeling with the dialogue of just like an experience of writing dialogue. It's got to be. They've, ne- they've written one thing. And it was that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Michael Mann directed it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's weird. Yeah. I also, there's also certain things that I'm like, I feel like Michael Mann doesn't know how technology works. <laughs> he probably, yeah, I don't think he There's does. like a couple things I'm like, mm, not so much Michael Mann. But. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, well, I might check out Black Hat. I still am. I'm intrigued. I st- that's like one of the only Michael Mann it is, movies I've like, seen. It is, so. it is a solid Michael Mann movie. Yeah. As long as you go in it being like, all right, this is going to get ridiculous. Yeah. And just so you're, that you're okay with it. Which that. is hard because it's like, that's the same kind of thing. Like you got to, you don't have to do that for like Heat or Collateral or. I know. You know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, oh, this is yeah. real as fuck. This is sick. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch it because I'm curious because I'm like. Part of me is just like, if you changed the lead actor. Is it better? Would that solve everything? Mm. What did you watch you know this on? I mean? Prime? It's on uh, It's on Netflix. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm surprised they didn't serve that thing right up to me, man. They usually serve Michael Mann movies right to my face. So, If I were a conspiracy theorist, I'd say, well, now that we've talked about it, it'll show up tomorrow. It's definitely going to show up. 